welcome to the side quest podcast i'm luke and i'm bj and uh bj what'd you think of the bayonetta 3 trailer it was amazing i'm still pretty pissed that it took this long for us to get any kind of news but it looks like they're uh they're really stepping it up with the series uh we got a lot of likes on our instagram post about it hell yeah we did like 50 it's because we posted about bayonetta and it was just like oh cool yeah, I wonder. I wonder if anybody is gonna go back. I'll I'll have to check the listeners and if they went back and listened to the podcast. But yeah, Bayonetta three. Uh, we finally have an actual like character of what that you know samurai Virgil character was in the previous. Yeah, and it's just like a schoolgirl punk girl aesthetic thing. Yeah, but she seems cool. I, I'm very. I'm more interested in, in Bayonetta, Bayonetta story because I'm, I'm hoping it's some multiversal Cereza shit. It seems like that's what it's going to be because, like, there's that whole thing on the train, and they obviously use the same voice and face model for Bayonetta's mom. And I can't tell if that other person is just alternate universe Bayonetta, time displaced Bayonetta, Bayonetta's mom from another universe. I'm, I'm interested to just see how the story goes because now we've got obviously they're showing off, you know, like Luca was back. I think, uh, yep. Uh, what was it? Was the guy who runs the bar? Rodan. Rodan, yeah. Rodan's back. And then we've got this new girl. Mm. Kind of feels like the Nero of this series. And I'm, I'm all for that because I love... She feels n- like the Virgil to me. Well, see, to me, Jean, there was a Jean's lot of, the Virgil. But there were so many camera angles where they do the... I know what the you turn mean. turn around yeah. with the katana and everything. It, if you, it will... If we're gonna like you know put people in places, Bayonetta's the Dante, mm-hmm. John is her Virgil in this, and this is like the young new kid. Um, but we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see how uh, how she plays because like we got to see she's playable, mm-hmm. so it's not just Bayo, which is really good to me. I love I love multiple characters in these games. That's why Devil May Cry Five is so good. I think they're probably gonna structure the story like they did with Devil May Cry Five after seeing the trailer, because it seems like. They're going through the same story, but there are sections where you switch off between playing who's who. So I'm very interested to see how it goes. Can't wait for the game to come out, and that'll be October 28th. Yep. So October's stacked, bro. It's, it's going to be the month of the empty wallet, for real. Yeah. But, yeah, so finally, Bayonetta news. Uh, Switch getting a, a big exclusive this year. Another um, one. I wonder, though, do you think, because we got uh, Xenoblade this month, we got Splatoon 3, and then now we've got Bayo 3. Do you think they're going to do anything else, or do you think we're kind of stacked for the year? Well, uh, there's that big Metroid rumor going around. All right, let me know what this is. So, some big leaker, I don't know who, because I don't keep up with all that shit, um, came out and was saying a lot of things about Bay, not Bayonetta, fuck. Another powerful female character, Samus. Um, that the reason that the HD remakes have taken so long for Prime is that they're basically putting the Mass Effect remastered treatment on it, where one is going to be basically a remake, and then two and three are pretty much just upscales. Okay. And that's what's taken them this long. And this person allegedly has gone on record and said, if it doesn't come out before the end of this year, I'll shave all my hair off and all this stuff because they're that sure about it. So we'll see. But uh, it's gonna be one bald motherfucker. Yeah, but the idea that it's like the Mass Effect remake makes a lot of sense to me. 
So yeah, because I think one especially has like the the worst controls. I think like it's still a good game, but like yeah, because the Wii was literally just point. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I think that that'll be one to kind of have to fix and remake the most. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, hey, if it comes out this year, great. Because Metroid, I want more Metroid, and having a, I think having like a dedicated FPS for Nintendo would be pretty good. Definitely, couldn't hurt, and getting more people to play Prime could not be a bad thing for them. Considering that yeah, Prime Four is still a thing. Yeah, it's in development hell. <laughs> well, I got restarted all the all the way. Although, to be fair. To that extent, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake got restarted as well, and that took about two and a half years. But at this point, it's like from the time it got announced to the time they restarted has been less time than the time it got restarted to now at yeah. this point. So, I wonder what what the game looked like then. Like, I, I hope we find out one day. Yeah, I, I do too. I hope someone leaks a whole bunch of like concept art and maybe some pre-builds videos and stuff because i'd really be interested to see that but i guess we won't know for a couple of years at least but yeah so bayo 3 coming out this year hell yeah um yeah any anything else i guess worth talking before we get into the the nitty-gritty of the podcast uh not that i can think of let's jump into the regular shit all right well bj what you've been playing what you've been doing uh, I played a little bit of Bayonetta 1 because I'm trying to go back through and, you know, play them both before 3 comes out just so they're fresh on my mind. Um, it's still a great game. It really fits in well on Switch. They added those costumes of Peach, Samus, Daisy, and Link, and uh, those are pretty cool. Um, the story is goofy as fuck, but also cool at the same time, but that's what you expect out of Platinum. Uh I love all the little stupid jokes she makes, like the bust the cap in your ass thing and all that. Rodan's, every time you go into the bar, he makes another video game reference. Um, so, yeah, it's... Rodan's one of my favorites. Like, he's so stupid, but I love him to death. Yeah, I love Rodan. And then uh, what's what's uh, what's the fucking Italian motherfucker? What's his name? Uh, Enzo? The, Enzo. The, the guy who's like the... Hey Bale, what you got? like the you know? Yeah, he's always fucking the joke fun. character. Him, uh, Luke, no, Luca's in two, right? Or is that Mm-mm. no, Luca's the okay, Luca's in one. It's Cheshire's the young boy in two. I yeah, think. yeah, okay. yes, because because she calls him Cheshire. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't know. There's so much like there's a lot time of displacency, and it's all a circle. It's fucking insane to keep up with. Yeah. You're just along for the ride for the most part. But I would say Bayo 1, like, story-wise, is pretty solid because it is just, like, you know, it, it's, I, you know, with all the crazy shit, it's this, it's this idea of, like, this woman who d- wasn't able to have the childhood she wanted and it kind of is heavy trauma for her. Yeah. Trying to, like, now give this other girl the childhood she needs. I'm like, that's kind of deep for a fucking stupid-ass action game. Where the main character, like, is a, the sexiest motherfucker alive. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, it's pretty good. I, I really like... Bay, Bay of One was a solid run when I played it the first time. Yeah, and I I remember playing 1 and 2 back-to-back originally and thinking that I liked 1 for the story and then getting into 2 and being like, well, I don't think I'm going to like the story as much. But by the end of it, I thought it was a better game. So we'll see if that opinion holds up, but it's usually the general consensus that two is the better one. Yeah, 
Which I love that that's because Nintendo was like, give us another one. Yeah. And now they'll like do it again. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Bayonetta, I know we, we should have talked about it there, but that collector's edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. I hope I can get my hands on it. Um, if it's anything like the Xenoblade 3 collector's edition, I can kiss that chance goodbye. Did you hear about that? All the Xenoblade stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how it's been scalped to Oblivion, and every time they put it on the Nintendo website, it gets like bought immediately. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sucks. And also their website crashes like a motherfucker. It's only available on their website, which is a shitty website to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I I just wish... I mean, I get it, it why they necessarily wouldn't, but, like, we're, we're GameStop boys, because that... Not having to pay $120 up front yeah. is always fun, where you can just go, here's, like, 10 bucks. Then, and then I get a new paycheck, here's, like, 20 more. And I can pay it off until the release date, then I'm like, cool, it's paid off, it's done, I can just deal with it. But even, like, pre-ordering from Best Buy, it's like, okay, you pre-ordered it. Make sure you have the money in your account the day it comes out. And you can save up until that point as long as you have the correct balance and everything. But with Nintendo, it's like, you better pray to God you get into the website. It doesn't crash. We don't kick you out of your account where you have to re-sign in. There's a billion different things that could go wrong. And you could just be fucked. And I hate that. I think I think you'll you'll be able to get uh, the Xenoblade three later, like how, how you can buy Xenoblade one and twos. Yeah, like later. Even if I can't find it from Nintendo or from a first party, I'll buy that one scalped because Xenoblade means that much to me. But uh, yeah, I I really hope I can get the Bayonetta one, uh, the three cases for each different game that makes like a mural. I really want to see what that's gonna look like. Um, and just whatever else is in there. Like, I'm sure they're going to have an art book. And I love seeing all the concept art for the different Bayonet outfits because uh, they always go all out with their art. This is what the three, I think, alternate covers are kind of supposed to look like, at least according to Nintendo's Twitter. That's pretty fire. Not going to lie. That's the, I'm gonna, I'm, if it doesn't come with physical cases, if they're just like three alternative covers, mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy like three just plastic Nintendo Switch cases. Yeah. Just to put on the shelf. I mean, I do have uh, I have the, the Bayonetta 2 case that came with Bayonetta 1. And if you guys don't know, it's kind of not being publicized as much. But Bayonetta 1 is getting a physical edition on Switch in September. Um, and I'll obviously buy that too, just to have the whole collection on one console. I have the... I think I told you this, but I, I literally just jacked a case from GameStop and... and or I, or I took a Bayonetta 2 case mm-hmm. and, like, put the like pre-owned and put the thing in a gut and whatnot. And uh, I just reversed the cover. So now I have Bayonetta 2 with a physical copy and then just Bayonetta 1 with nothing in it, but it's next to it on the yeah. shelf. That, I liked how they did that, by the way. I wish Resident Evil had done that. I So this is a little off topic, but I do that a lot where I'll buy. Like, there's a dude on eBay, which I, I need to get his name. But he literally will – he sells replacement cases – but he goes a step further and does things like, oh, this game's backwards compatible to Xbox One. We can put it in an Xbox One case. Mm. So, like, I have bought some stuff from him. Like, I bought, um, he had a, a case for both uh, KOTOR 1 and 2 for Xbox One that I bought and just put the Xbox original Xbox discs in. So now those are on the, on the shelf with the other Star Wars games. He has the entire Fable trilogy. In that in that form, Metal Gear Rising, 
And because they're on Game Pass, he's doing them now for things that are just digital only, but you want to have a sh- something to put on the shelf to show you on it. He has it for Yakuza. Mm. All, all six of the mainline games that are not on uh, physical for Xbox. I was like, hell yeah. Nice. So I, I bought Zero, One, and Two, and I'm probably going to buy Three, Four, Five, and Six later. But uh, speaking of that, by the way, there's a sale going on, on Xbox. If you have one, I know they're all on Game Pass, but you can literally buy all six Yakuza games for about 65 bucks. That's pretty good. It's a very good deal. Go buy it. Six is literally $5 right now. But, I'll um, never play six. Hmm? I'll never play six again. We will. Trust me. I'll get you to play it. Nah. Nah, if we, if we, play, if we play zero with Matt, yeah, we're, you'll, you'll play six at some point. That's another thing I did. Me, you, and Matt played Sonic Adventure 2. The Chronicles of Clarence and Fucko. Yeah, we, uh, we got real into the Chow Garden. It became a point where we were beating levels and like we were like, "Don't pick up the fucking thing! You got to get the animal." We were literally like yelling at each other, like, "Get the fucking key, the chow key!" Yeah, it was. Oh, it was so good. Like it was probably some of those fun I've had, like chilling with y'all. But like it, playing Sonic Adventure Two with with friends, just passing the controller around, was some solid shit. Yeah, that was really fun. But uh, that was one night that we had that was very great. Uh, played that. I read. Do you want to mention the sock or no? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, so Matt's wife was out of town for the weekend, and he was like, "Hey man, I hate being alone. Can you come stay with me for the weekend?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I got off of work at like eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, "I'm gonna prank Matt," and I uh, I drove over to his pla- his place, and then I parked down the street so that he didn't like walk over to the car. And uh, he lives next to this, like, big sports complex. So I was parked next to their baseball field, just, like, taking my shirt off. And then I, like, took my pants and my boxers off. And I was, like, yanking it off my feet because I was wearing skinny jeans. And I was trying to get it past my shoes. So I was just, like, ankle up to my neck, just yanking that shit. Um, And I was really afraid someone was going to pull up and see me. And then, uh, luckily, they didn't. So I get over to Matt's. I park the car, I grab a sock out of my duffel bag, and I put it over my cock. And then uh, I step out of the car, and I'm walking up to Matt, and I can see that he clearly doesn't see anything wrong yet because I'm far away and in the darkness. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, oh, nothing much. What's up with you? And then I get a little bit closer, and I see him squint a little bit, but still no, no alarm is going off in his head. And then I get to the steps, and right in front of him, and he just shuts down. <laughs> and he puts his hands on his head and he goes, oh my God. <laughs> and he was like, I thought you were just wearing all white. And I was like, no, I'm naked. <laughs> I love that. Like his, his recollection too was like, yeah, I, just, I didn't know like what he had on. I thought, I thought the, you know, the sock was like a belt loop or some shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like I, I did. I just like, I couldn't like, I didn't know what to ex- like, I was like, what? And I'm it's, like, yeah. It's like in the Bible when people see angels and they can't comprehend it. <laughs> seeing BJ naked with a sock on his dick is like seeing an angel. Same shit. All I was wearing was three socks, my shoes, and my Naruto backpack. <laughs> were the clothes in the backpack? Or? My clothes were in the car. So you had to go back? <laughs> no, I had my duffel bag too, but oh, it was okay, in my okay. hand. I, lo- I love the idea where you're just like, full on like, no, I'm going to... Commit to this, yeah. And then 
I went inside and put my sweatpants on, and Matt from the next room was like, you got a nice ass, bro. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. Thanks. But yeah, that night was great. We, we all got a little tipsy. I brought some Moe's, made some food, got some queso, some burritos. Hell yeah, that played some, some good shit. some Sonic Adventure 2. That was a really good night. Yeah, it was. What else you did? You, you watch anything new? You play any more games? Really? I watched a lot of stuff. All right, I, go uh, through I watched all of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Let me be real with you. I'm caught up now completely. Isn't and there get, a new season coming out? Yeah, they're they're in the middle of releasing episodes, so I'm up to the most current one on Hulu, and uh, it it holds up to the first couple seasons. It's still funny. Um, I watched that, and then no one had the human decency to tell me that the new season of Atlanta had already aired. And I just stumbled across it on Hulu, and I was like, fuck, I gotta start watching this. So I watched, like, the first five episodes, and I fucking love that show. The cinematography in it is so great, and it it does that thing that I always talk about where it shows and it doesn't tell, and there's a lot of long shots on characters' faces where you just kind of have to think about what they're feeling, and I love that sort of shit. Hell yeah. Um, And it's also just fucking funny as hell. Atlanta is Donald Glover, right? Yeah. Mm. So, his writing style is very good. Um, there's a lot of quotable moments from that show. The uh, I think my favorite episode so far is when he goes to find the piano with the colored keys and gets entangled with that weird man in the mansion that ends up, like, killing himself. Um, it, it's just a great fucking show. I recommend anybody watch Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, I did that. The, uh, the new Shonen Jump chapters that I cared about all came out on Monday and Tuesday for some weird reason. Um, Bakugo is definitely about to die in My Hero. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And man, Twitter's going to explode. Because do you Ironically. think, think they're going to... Yeah, right. Do you think they're going to give like Deku Bakugo a moment or is he just going to bite it and then Bakugo, or Deku's going to just fight? Well, when they came out with the second movie... Kishimoto was like, I took a moment from the ending that I had in mind and put it in this movie, so now I have to think of another ending. Mm. And that ending was going to be Deku dies, but he passes it on to Bakugo. Oh, shit. So now I think the new ending is Bakugo Bakugo dies and gives Deku the strength that he needs to continue fighting. It'll be, honestly, it'll be a really good character arc for Bakugo. Yeah. Of him being like the bully asshole all the way to like being a true hero at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a great character arc for him. I just know the internet's going to lose their fucking minds because, oh no, there goes the ship that I like. Yeah, and I know it's coming because like all the other characters are like, somebody has to help Bakugo. He wants to be the number one hero. And I'm like, oh, that motherfucker dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he dead in hell. As soon as anyone says what someone wants to be, they're going to die. I, I, I've honestly been wondering because, like, realistically, there's been almost no stakes in My Hero. Like, yeah. I, like granted, and granted, that's, like, Shonen in general. Like, none of the main cast ever dies. Like, case in point, uh, slight spoilers for My Hero, Stars and Stripes was made to die. Yeah. Literally written in so that we could have a big American hero die when it's, like... <sighs> You could have killed All Might. You could have killed anyone else there. But instead, we wrote a new character so that we could kill it off so we don't have to kill off the main cast. But it also kind of had to be a new character because there was no way 
that anyone could defeat Shigaraki in that state. Yeah. So they were like, we have to find a way to depower him a little bit to get him on Deku's level. My my thing with that, like, and it's why I love Chainsaw Man so much, and even Jujutsu Kaisen, like, both, like Chainsaw Man, obviously, like, fucking no one's safe. Yeah. In Chainsaw Man, like, I'm just fair warning to anybody ready to watch the anime or read it. Do not get attached. The I I I say this, but I something could happen in the next chapter, and I could be completely wrong. But I think the only person that is a hundred percent safe is Kobeni. Honestly, yeah, no, I I think because that's the running joke. But again, Fujimoto could go. I don't find it fun anymore and kill her off. Yeah, but like even Denji at this point, like especially with reading the first two chapters, like man, he could die too. Yeah, like they're they're really pushing it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. But like even like Jujutsu Kaisen, there's a moment where like they're like. At the moment, and after the... Fuck, what city was it called? It, there's an event that happens in the city that af- the aftermath of it is like h- half of the cast is either dead or just gone. And we don't know where the fuck they are. And you're like, oh shit. Damn. Like, the stakes were super high. Whereas, like, again, my hero is definitely going for the more, like, generic shonen route. Because yeah. it is. But this time with a cool backdrop of, like, quirk heroes and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, my hero's definitely following the Naruto Bleach One Piece route of, like, they're all everybody's safe. No one's going to die. Where, whereas, I like this new era of Shonen where it's, like, we're still going to have those sick-ass battle moments. Someone's going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, like, that that makes it, like, that's, it's one of the reasons why I've, I've kind of been disillusioned with Western comics now. Is because like I'm I, even if they die they're gonna come back but like uh, Japanese comics one run like my hero is from volume one to wherever it ends it if someone dies they can stay dead yeah and I kind of like that like it, you know and I wish more more stories did this because that's why I like Chainsaw Man so much is because of how how much death there was not in like an, a gratuitous sense but like. Oh no, we're gonna realistic well realistically, but like you know what I mean? Like it felt the stakes were right, real. The, the deaths felt natural in the in, in the plot. In, yeah. Like when someone died, you're like, fuck, I felt that. Yeah. And it, it hit harder to win later like Like this is gonna be an out of context spoiler, but it makes the snowball fight the most gut wrenching thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck when that gets animated. Oh yeah, uh, speaking of Chainsaw Man, the map has already said they're not censoring shit. Good. So that means we're going to get everything. I want to see the puke in all its glory. Dude, the puke scene is going to be the greatest because like, I cannot wait Are for the Are they going to do the orgy scene that got pulled off the Shonen Jump app? Uh, Probably. Fuck yeah. But the thing is, are they, because they said they're not censoring anything, does that mean they're going, because th- that's just one panel with things strategically in place. Is it going to be a full on like... Am I gonna sit there and watch and go, oh wait, whoa, whoa, that's a lot of that's a zombie girl with brain matter spewing out. <laughs> like it's kind of disturbing too. Like it's an orgy scene, sure, but it's like, ew. Yeah, we'll see. One thing that I am excited for though, they they've set it up in the new My Hero chapter. The next chapter is going to be Nejire, Sun Eater, and Mirio fighting Shigaraki and uh, somebody's gonna fucking die. <laughs> like I, I remember when the uh, the uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the beak face guy. Uh, with the shadow thing. Overhaul. I remember in the overhaul arc, I was crying for two weeks in a row because I was like, Sun Eater's gonna die, and he's in the Fat Gum Crew. So obviously, I love him so much. 
and I was watching it with Joey and Devaney. I think it was both weeks in a row, and I was incredibly drunk. And every time they would show him, he was all like bloody and beaten up and outnumbered. And I was like, he's going to fucking die. I can't handle this. And uh, he didn't die. So now I think he's definitely going to die. <laughs> they could all three realistically die, honestly. Um, That's the thing is, I wonder if he's going to just say fuck it and like start like bodies. Just murking characters. Because like to me... That would like, be the biggest 180. <laughs> like it pulls a chainsaw man. You see Shigaraki like yank a dude out. He uses someone's spine as a sword. That was the That'd most me- that was the most metal shit, by the way, in in CSM uh, one or ninety whatever. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, using your pedophile teacher's spine and head as a sword. I'm like, this is the fucking sickest shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I can't wait to see what that girl gets up to next. I like that she is both like it's the war devil kind of. Like venom, like of like, it right, is very venom, like we've got both of them: the girl and then the war devil, like communicating. And now she has to deal with the fact that this war devil can just take over whenever she wants. Yeah, I'm hyped, dude. This is gonna be so sick. But yeah, uh, so my hero. Um, obviously, we've talked about the Chainsaw Man chapter. What did you think about it? I liked it a lot. Um, I like that we're getting like characterization of the actual war devil. Um, I I don't know where it's going to go from here. They joined the Devil Hunter Club. Um, so I don't know if they're going to just be like... Because the way it's being written right now, this character could just be a fucking joke. Like, it could build up like 10 chapters of, I finally found you, Chainsaw Man, and then he just fucking cuts her in half and that's it. And then I'm expecting it because of Fujimoto. Like, I'm trying not to get attached to this girl. Yeah. Because I'm like, she's going to die. And then just left-hand turn. This is the actual story this season. This was the prologue, 10 chapters. And it's like, all right, now now here's Denji and his, and his whole thing. Yeah. So I, I have no fucking idea what to expect. <laughs> I mean, that's that's on brand for Chainsaw Man. That's why it's so good. It's because you, you think it's going one way and then nah, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so hyped for that anime, dude. I still am holding out hope that Aki is going to come back somehow. Because well, because he, he's, technic- well, he's technically a fiend, or what is it, like a hybrid now? Yeah, I mean, fiend is the best way to do it, because they call fiends devils at some points, but fiend is what the human hybrids are. I think it'd be really cool if he does, because yeah, it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, part of me wants, wants them to keep him dead, but the other part of me is like... Him coming back as the gun fiend would be kind of fire. It would be fucking dope. And, like, think about Could it. Could you imagine, like, the, the uh, a rematch fight with Aki and Denji? That would be dope. But I think at this point, if he does come back, it'll be, like, a, a last-minute save kind of thing. I'm kind of hoping for, like, a Winter Soldier-esque scenario where it's, like, he Aki doesn't remember shit. That would be pretty sick. Because, like, when you think about it, the durability of the fiends is fucking way up there. The bomb devil got killed and came back. Power got killed and came back. Dingy's Qu- been Quan killed. Quan Chi got killed. What's her name? Uh, the, yeah, the, the assassin. The, all of all of the all of the ones we saw died. And then and then at the end, Makima's like, kill him. Yeah. So, well, power came back because she, uh, like, she got some blood. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, I can regenerate now. I, I do want power back. I'll be honest with you. I'm like that. That scene was just like, oh my gosh, no! 
Yeah, I I think from the first arc, the two that I would like to see the most are Aki and Power. Um, because those are the boys. Yeah. Like, this is the thing is, like, they are the Naruto, Sasuke, like, Sakura crew. Ironically, hair color on point. Um, True. Well, maybe not, because I think they're changing it to blonde in the anime. I don't like that. I think, well, the thing is, we don't technically know, well, I guess, whatever, I don't know. Well, the colors are, the covers have colors that are, like, sensationalized, so yeah. I guess we don't really know. Either way, I just, I can't wait to see her just do shit. Like, anytime, yeah. like, her and Kobeni crashing the fucking car is gonna be great. Anytime Power is just, like, yelling at people. I think I think she's definitely gonna become the fan favorite. Like people, people are. It's gonna be like like it is now with reading Chainsaw Man. People are gonna really like Makima until the twist. Yeah, and then people are people are just gonna like Power because she's a fucking gremlin. Yeah, I can't wait to see them animate the whole like Dingy's having to live with this girl and being like, you need to flush your massive shit down the <laughs> toilet. I love. Isn't it? Didn't he say like she's also racist? Like she's a terrible person, but like. Yeah, she's like an irredeemable piece of shit, but they love each other, I guess. The the Denji, it's kind of interesting because Denji and Power, I see some people being like, oh, I'd like them to get together. But I always looked at it as like, they're just like teenagers figuring shit out. I mean, it's, like they're both, they both, like especially Denji. Denji's never really felt companionship except for Puchita. It, it was Makima's plan to give him the older brother and the younger sister that he never had and then to rip that away. So that's the way I see it and have always seen it. But yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Denji as Chainsaw Man could body Goku? Because uh, Chainsaw Man has such an interesting... Because it's pretty much anti-power scaling. I think he could. Because Goku dies a lot and the Chainsaw Devil is the most powerful thing in hell. And Goku couldn't defeat Janemba by himself, which is a pretty powerful being in hell. And if Dingy eats Goku, then we'll never have to have this conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the idea, by the way, of, of the because like in anime power, like to me, like Bleach, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Chainsaw Man. I haven't read Hunter x Hunter, so I can't speak on that one. But like those three, to me, have like the best power scaling. Yeah, because Bleach, they never tell you what the ceiling is. Like every so every time we meet new characters, you're like, "Cool, how powerful are they?" That's There's what I hated about Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. After season one, they go to a training arc, and then they take an episode just to tell you how powerful everyone is with a fucking number, and it's like, "Why are you telling me this? This leaves no surprise whatsoever." Yeah. So, and yeah. then Jujutsu Kaisen does it where it's like the ceiling is Gojo, and so you're like, "Cool, that's the ceiling we have to hit." So when, or, and then even then there's moments where you're like, is he the ceiling? So it's like mystery kind of where you're like, okay, there's, they're playing with that. Chainsaw Man is like, cool. How scared are people of this thing? That's how powerful they are. Yeah. So the, 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 the literal like ceiling is how powerful is your fear? And so the darkness devil, which embodies just like emptiness and nothing. And like, there's a lot to fear. It's the most powerful thing. And that's a naturally ingrained fear in all humans. So obviously, it's he's like, going to be a badass. Yeah, and then like I love the chainsaw devil being the one different thing. Because it's like, oh, you're not really scared of chainsaws, but devils are. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, fuck, that works reverse. So what a devil's fear. This demon that eats them. So it's, it's, like, they're, they're, I love the idea that like some of these devils are like, fucking no, do not kill me. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go back there, which then heightens the Chainsaw Man, like the Chainsaw Devil power. Where I'm like, fuck, that's genius. And it adds a lot to the power scaling because you can cultivate fear and you can reduce it. Like, that's a big thing in the manga is Chainsaw Man is actively losing power because people are viewing him as a hero. So. I wonder how they're going to do that because that's actually a good way to obfuscate it is Denji can now become uh, the hero for people, but... The villain villain for for all devils. devils. It's like, okay, so devils fear him so he can stay strong. It's going to be very interesting how they do that because I, I like, too, they've said, like, yeah, fiends technically don't die, so Denji just will come back. Yeah. Or will... Because we'll, he's been cut in half, killed. He's been also, cut, bisected several times over into little pieces. So, like, I'm, I'm very excited to see how they how they keep doing that. Like, how, how... Case in point, you would expect the War Devil to be fucking massive. Yep. So I'm very interested to see why isn't, like... Oh, I wonder... If you if you got rid of Hitler, you pretty much probably got rid of the idea of World War II with it. That's true. So so if you if you get rid of the like ideas of, of wars that have happened, there's less fear because they don't remember. Maybe that's why it's just a little like baby owl in that vision that she has. I'm very I'm very interested for that because like yeah I I cannot wait to see the lore because Fujimoto's so fucking weirdo. So yeah. I, I cannot wait to see how he just goes. Yeah, this is how I viewed it. I'm like fuck. But like. Yeah, no, dude, Chainsaw Man's great. But, uh, yeah, I read that, and then I immediately jumped into the new chapter of Earth Child. Sad as shit. This one was actually pretty happy. Ooh, good. A little <laughs> reprieve from all the depression. Yeah, they, uh, basically what happens is Kareri, the mother, uh, used up all of her psychic power, turning herself into, like, a rock in space to, like, preserve her form in the hopes that someone might save her, um... The, the little baby and the dad go up to the International Space Station and they have this plan to, like, psychic blast the rock because it's rotating Earth to slow it down so that they'll be at the same speed rotating Earth and they could grab onto it and take it back to Earth. There's a meteor shower and they're like, oh, fuck, we're all going to die. And then um, Reisuke, like, kisses where her lips are on the rock and she comes back. And then uh, he has to take his space helmet off, so he dies. And uh, they they go back to Earth, and they're, like, pulling the space station down because it's going to get destroyed in this asteroid field, too. Um, and then while all this is happening, Reisuke is in the afterlife talking to, like, God, essentially. And she's like, you fucked up everything. There's supposed to be, like, one Earth child at a time, and you're just trying to fuck up all my plans, you worthless, insignificant ant. And then she's like, all right, you're going to hell. And he keeps getting, like, sucked into the void, and his flesh is, like, peeling off of his bones. But he keeps crawling back out of it and regaining his form. And she's like, you're just a human, all right? You're not supposed to be able to do this sort of shit. And he's like, I love my family. And then she's like, fucking fine, be alive. So What he, a dad, huh? Yeah, that the whole manga is about a regular guy that saves the world by loving his family. And it's really nice. And um, by the end of this, he he came back, he got his wife, he got his son, and then uh, they proposed to him an idea that his son and his wife love him so much that he amplifies their powers to an extent that they've never seen. So they basically become like a superhero team. Hell yeah. With him as like the amplifier, and then there's a time skip. He's the guy in the chair, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Nice. 
So now there's a time skip that happens where uh, Mamoru is like middle school, like end of preschool age. And he's like, my day of destiny is still yet to come. And they show his like finalized design. So I'm wondering where it'll go from here. Um, but I, I really do enjoy Earth Child. And uh, I can't wait to buy the physical volumes when they come out. I've heard, yeah, like you told me about Earth Child. A few people I've seen online talk about it too. So I, I definitely want to like really get into it. I would love to own the one volume of a Yashimon that will ever exist too. Doubtful. I'm still... I think because it got canned, it's just not going to come out. That would fucking suck. Well, I mean, like, it's it's weird, too, because, like, Ayashimon, I think... It's weird, because... So, Duran, Duran, whatever that one's called. Mm-hmm. That one is, like, generic shonen, but, like, consistently on the same quality. Yeah. Whereas Ayashimon started strong and then dipped. I think mid-Ayashimon was kind of, like... I don't know. Like, I felt like I'm not vibing with it anymore. And then, like, I dropped off. But then, like, people I see kept reading, it's like, oh, it gets better. Well, see, that's that's kind of why I dropped off of uh, Doron Doron, because, like, it's the opposite thing. Like, it's all a steady incline with no dips or swerves in the road. And I really like that in my manga. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I like Chainsaw Man so much. So, yeah, I guess, but like I don't know. Doron just is hitting those like my monkey brain shit, yeah. where it's like this is objectively not as good as Ayashimon, but I'm enjoying it more. Yeah, where like it's because of how like it's just shown in goodness. However, Kaiju Number Eight, that shit's just fun. Like it's really good. I the fucking main character, like dude, I can already imagine if that gets an anime adaption, the fight scenes are gonna be fire. I'm sure it will. And just the characters. Like, I love I love the fact that our main dude is a middle-aged man dealing with taxes and shit. That's so good. Speaking of anime adaptations, yeah, let's talk about an adaptation to an anime that no one wants. Well, uh, all right. So Yu Yu Hakusho is coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. However, unlike Cowboy Bebop and Death Note, this isn't a Hollywood thing. It's just a Japanese thing like that, they're, that they were going to do anyway. That I think Netflix got the rights for in the West. Yeah. I Again, I think. We'll see. Um, I have more hope for this than the One Piece adaption. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's just like... When, when Yu Yu Hakusho was popping off, it was next to Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z have gotten multiple different anime upgrades, sequel series, shit like that. Why couldn't you just remaster the anime in a new animation style and put that out there first. I wonder if part of it is because of Hunter x Hunter because that's what he went to right after Yu Yu Hakusho. I know that's part of it and that's why I'll never fucking watch Hunter x Hunter. Fuck that pedophile bullshit. Oh yeah, the weird clown motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. and the I, fans. Yeah. Well, yeah if that you watch, too. I'm going to go on record right now and say if you watch Hunter x Hunter, you're a pedophile. Alright, there you go. You deserve to be put on a list. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Does it count if I've only seen one episode? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> no, um, I think, I mean, I've always said Yu Hakusho is better than Hunter x Hunter, but that's me. Um, I just think Yu Hakusho is genius in how it starts out as a shitty comedy where it's like, oh, look at this goofy shit. And then becomes one of the most hype shonen battle shit I've seen in my life. I still think it has the best tournament arc of any anime I've ever seen. 
Until we get to the nut stomping and chainsaw man. It's my favorite tournament arc. <laughs> no, but like I think like you Hogger Show, I I'm willing to give this one a chance over Cowboy Bebop because Cowboy Bebop was like, this is probably gonna fail, but I need to see how bad. Mm-hmm. This one I'm like, okay, I like the Death Note live action movies. I liked the Bleach live action one, it was pretty alright. If you've seen 20th Century Boys three movies, those are pretty fun. Like there's been like Japanese people can do anime like live action anime adaptions a little better. Obviously, because they care about the source material more. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. My one thing. This is my one thing. If Netflix has the English rights, you better do that opening. Oh, absolutely. You better have that if shit. If they don't, I will be banging somebody's door down. Like, that opening is the smoothest shit. I think the reason that it hurts me so much is because the manga itself has never even been reprinted a single time. Yeah. So it's just like nothing for 20 years and then they're like all right here's a movie live action. I yeah, I'm I'm wondering though cuz I feel like is it Shonen Jump who has Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, cuz it's all uh oh it's all it on the was, app, right? It, it's all on the app. You have to buy the volumes. Mm. But it's all on there and it was originally published in Shonen Jump. I wonder if it's. I wonder if part of it is the creator just has the rights to do it all, and he's just not fucking caring. I mean, he doesn't even care about the shit he's working on right now. <laughs> he wants to write a novel. It's very clear. If you've read Hunter Hunter, you can tell there's there's literally a fucking panels where it's nothing but speech bubbles and no art. This motherfucker just wants to write a fucking fantasy novel with the lore he creates, but he's like, I gotta finish this manga, and he doesn't fucking care. It's ironic because uh, Sonichu does that too towards the end. Are we going to get a Hunter Hunter Sonichu? Is the Hunter Hunter author going to finish his love quest with his mother? <laughs> he he finished his love quest. He's, he's got a wife. He's married to the Sailor Moon creator. What a what a that's kind of great to me honestly. Yeah. Like realistic like we 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 meme a meme, meme about it aside. Two big mangaka just be like it was good. They they really started and then perpetuated the idea of b- alt by GF and gamer boyfriend. Like they started, Honestly, yes. they started it and then created the aesthetic for that in the coming years. It's it, it's so funny to me, by the way. Like the the idea of like the alt by GF and then the the gamer boyfriend because like it's it you look at it and go, no, nah, it wouldn't work. But it fucking does. Yep. I, I still remember my first my first uh, experience, exposure to that was Beast Boy and Raven. Yeah, that was a lot of people's first exposure. Yeah, although the difference there is just like, I, at least she's not by yet. I feel like DC Comics is, has like a dartboard ready to like, <laughs> you're by now. Yeah, they've, they've got they got to put on a blindfold and they got to reach into a bin of darts with tags that say gay, bi, lesbian non-asexual, whatever the fuck it is, and then they just throw it at a dartboard that's covered in their characters. It really felt like they did that with Tim. Yeah. I really felt like they dartboarded that shit, because his just comes out of nowhere, and then, like, they just recently did... Uh, it was one of the Pride uh, uh, ones, but it, which, it was a really good one. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, the way Tim is talking about Bernard, I'm like, bro, you've met him for, like, a month. Calm the fuck... Like, he's literally, they're literally talking about, like... Like it'd be one thing if he was like, I finally feel more open. It's like it's what but he's talking. He's not even saying that. He's like, I love this man. I would die for this man. I would do anything. I'm like, but on the other hand, if you've ever seen a real life lesbian relationship evolve after the first date, that's exactly what fair. it's like. Fair. <laughs> I 
it's it's ironic because I'm I'm buying Jonathan Kent's by like being bisexual over Tim. And I think part of it is because Tim they they did it the worst moment because literally there was a comic arc that ended with him going to find Stephanie, mm-hmm. and then it the next one is I'm bi now, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck happened in between? Did like Steph just step on your balls and you're like I'm not down? Like he what found happened? Her, and then he was like, nah, I want some dick. Like I I literally didn't get it. I was like, that was my biggest problem with Bernard. At, well, with Tim being bi at first was like you didn't wrap up the Stephanie thing. And then, which they they actually alluded to in Wayne Family Adventures. So I'm like, at least we've got something there. Yeah. But like, dude, like Jonathan Kent's was fun. I love his, him coming out to his mom. And Lois is like, yeah, I fucking knew. Like, how? She's like, I'm a reporter, dumbass. Of course I fucking knew. Yeah. I probably knew before you did. And he's like, yeah, no, it makes sense. I like, I liked that. I was like, hell yeah. Like Jonathan's, Jonathan's coming out story has, to, at least to me, been way better. I wish they wouldn't have aged him up like a motherfucker. Yeah, that but was... you know, like whatever. But at least you know they're treating his like I don't know, like authentically. I guess. Mm-hmm. Again, this is coming from a straight guy, so you know, whatever. But when I read Tim's, I'm like, I feel like he's one. He's moving way too fast, and it could if they do something interesting with that. Like now that he's more comfortable, he's trying to push it further, mm-hmm. maybe. But like I don't know. Like Tim's definitely has been like Tim's felt like the dartboard. <laughs> Yeah, I but like whereas Jonathan felt like okay now that he's like older and old enough to have these feelings let's let's do something with it whereas Tim was like ah oh, we need more representation in the Bat family I like dudes <laughs> which like Tim, Tim is the unconvincing gay actor in the TMG skit <laughs> if I if, like dick a lot <laughs> Nightwing's like yo what's up. <laughs> He's like, look, I know, I know, I'm double cheeked up every day, but calm down, Speaking Tim. Speaking of which, if you're gonna make anybody in the Bat Family want some dick, it'd be dick. It'd be dick. The fucking acrobat with the disco uniform with the deep V that goes all the way down to where his actual V is. It, it's ironic. Well, no, to see, the, to be fair, out of anybody, the that man pulls the hottest women in the DC universe. So, like, I feel like he he's got to be but straight. That, that's also why I think. He'd probably be like, "All right, I've hit the ceiling with women." That's well. I mean, I feel like you hit Starfire. You can't go above that necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they probably literally hit the ceiling when they were fucking. Oh no doubt, they 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 fucked and flew across the cities. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. But like, I it's I've thought about this right in the Bat Family, like who would be gay and whatnot. So Bruce, I feel is straight, but he kind of like Bruce to me kind of has to be like the straight white dude because the cops would, wouldn't like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like Bruce has he kinda, some gay feelings that he's like denying. I think the only guy that he would ever be into is Superman. Yeah, but and that's probably part of it is probably just they've been like the best of friends for years. Yeah, and there's he, there's enough trust there. He's never he, had enough of a connection where he's probably confused about that, and that's where my head cannon is. I actually like the idea of Batman questioning it because he doesn't have connections. Yeah, and then like him coming to terms because like the to me Batman and Catwoman is just synonymous. Like that's it. Yeah. Right now, like how Poison Ivy and Harley is that like that's it for me. Catwoman can the fuck uh catwoman and batman is that like clark and lois like there are some relationships where it's like yeah yeah that's cute do your thing here but come back here yeah i agree i and the rest of the bat film he doesn't really have that yet because for dick it's 
okay, which which route we going? Which redhead? Yeah, we going Starfire. We going Batgirl. And so it, it whoever writes the comics decides. I guess you go to um Jason, and it's like, all right, you died really young, so we don't know yet. But here's an Amazon woman. <laughs> so I guess redhead. He's probably developed some sort of like torture fetish. So that kind of fits. See. I disagree because of the newest Wayne Family Adventure thing. They fucking nailed the PTSD. Like I'm not caught up. Oh fuck! It hit. I was like, yes. Um, again, fucking the fact that a fucking webtoon is doing this shit better than the main continuity comics, bruh. Yeah. Like they have nailed Jason's like entire like aesthetic of him being the edgy asshole, but also like soft undertones. Mm. So like I think to me like Tim, I've always kind of figured Tim was at least by yeah because of a titans run where him and superboy were kind of like hey yo what uh damien i i I, they've already kind of with him you know the dc animated things him and raven got together Mm -hmm. and like i think they're teasing some stuff but i i always looked at damien as like he's just asexual you don't all he doesn't really care like he's not into that yeah so like that's that's been my thing with tim uh i don't know about i think i fully if he wasn't with tim i would have said steph is a lesbian I don't know. That's the vibes I get off. I could see that. Cassandra's pan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kate's a lesbian. That yeah. one. Duke, I don't know. Duke is too new that I just don't give a shit enough, and neither do any of the writers. Yeah, that that's that's the depressing thing about Duke. I is... think he could be a really good character if someone gave him the time, but no one does, and it sucks. He's Future State, right? No, uh, Future State is uh, is uh, Tim Fox. Oh. So Lucius Fox's other son. That could have been his, like, flagship thing if they had put him in future state. Well, the thing with uh, Batman, the reason why he's called The Signal is because Batman's like, look, someone needs to be the daytime hero of Gotham, and, like, you are more aligned with the streets of, like, you know people. You know, like, I, Bruce is like, I'm the rich asshole with with trauma. You're just a kid. Like, yeah. you know people here. You're Like, he's, he's I hate being this comparison, because, oh, it's just another black superhero, but he's Miles Morales for... Gotham. He is just uh, he's the street level. I understand Gotham's like un, like middle to lower class people. And I think if they did something with that, they could do really well with him, but no one fucking wants to write him. He that just sucks. got thrown on the outsiders. Yeah, that that really does suck. If they if they gave him a Spider-Man-esque story, I think he would grow a lot in popularity because I think like if that's what they want him to be, then write him a villain where he has to Think about it like Spider-Man. Come up with a very creative situation. Maybe Batman's out of town or some shit where he doesn't have access to the regular gear and he has to fucking do some lab shit in his high school. I don't know. I th- I think Duke could be the Spider-Man of like that. So for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I've always I've always looked at it where it's like, all right, the straight people of the Bat family are just the first three: Bruce, Dick, and Jason. Everybody else is like. You're somewhere on that spectrum, brother. Yeah. Like, and I feel like Jason to me is like, I've my head cannon for Jason, like Dick for sure, kinky motherfucker, absolutely. Jason has too much trauma where he's just like, look, just something nice. Yeah, I I kind of feel Jason is like asexual, pan romantic in a way. Like reading some of the outlaw stuff, that's kind of the vibe that I get from him. I I, I got that until his relationship with Artemis, where it was like. Every time they were like, especially after a certain point, I'm like, oh, they fucked. 
Okay, there's I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, my bad. But no. It's all good. I kind of figured that's where it was oh, going. No. Uh, there, is, there is a point where I'm like, they fucked. They had to. There's no way. Like, the, the vibes I'm getting here is like, y'all fucked off screen somewhere. Sucked on his red hood. <laughs> red him and red her. <laughs> red did. No, but like, Jace, I, I definitely got that vibe for a while. Just, But I think part of his was just trauma. Yeah, he didn't like. He never really had time to like understand because he died as like a young kid, like who was going through puberty and shit, and then just gets brought back as mm-hmm. an adult. It's like, yeah, he probably is dealing with some shit. So like, I definitely felt there's something there. It's just the way DC's handling him is they're just like, ah, he just kind of moved past his trauma, kind of. And I'm like, why? Yeah, like they tried to do a thing with Batgirl and Three Jokers, and I was like, no, thank you. Like, you, you want him to move away from Dick Grace so then you give him his sloppy seconds? Okay, sure. I, I'm i still kind of angry about the Three Jokers thing because that was a huge moment in continuity. And then they were like, all right, we're setting this up. Somebody's going to do it eventually. Well, and Jeff then, Johns is like, I'll do it after he finishes this thing and he finishes Doomsday Clock, which that took forever. Yeah. It, it was yeah I, I agree with that I liked the story as it is which was like who are the three people who've been fucked by the Joker the most alright Batman Red Hood Barbara cool and I'm like alright I like that I like that idea mm-hmm. the art was great because Jason is Jason Fabic is phenomenal the art is great my, my only problem with it is that it's an Elseworld story kind of yeah kind of it's technically in continuity but can be read as a standalone thing which is stupid yeah and it's one of those where you're like, no, this should have aggressively been in continuity. That should have been the Batman arc for, like, months. Like, you should have put Red Hood, Batgirl, and the current Batman run on hold to do three Jokers. And be like, no, it's these three. Let's do a full year-long thing. And if they wanted to, they could have just done, okay, here's the Batman book. He's going after this Joker. Here's the other Batgirl book. She's going after this one. And then they converge every month or so. Or every couple of months. I think I think you do like three issues of each. That's them going after their Joker. And, and then it do... converges into the three Jokers comic run. I think that would have been great. That would have been really cool, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, and it is what it is. But. Yep. Nah, but. Uh, yeah, no. The Back to the anime thing. <laughs> We have a lot of DC tangents on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We could easily make like a... I, I, I've thought about it where we just do like a monthly DC Comics podcast. Yeah. We definitely couldn't do it weekly. I feel like we'd run out of things to talk about. Well, yeah, because comics come out once a month. Well, well so. not, even, not even like not even like based on comics, just like talking about comics. I mm-hmm. feel like doing it monthly would be really cool. I've thought about it for a lot of things, like doing an anime-specific, things like that. But I'm like, no, nah, let's just keep it here for now. Yeah. But, uh... No, yeah, so... I don't know where we were going with it. We got to Yu Show, the Yu Show Netflix thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's coming out. Have you seen all the all the actors yet? Uh, yeah, I saw the because um, there was the the I, poster I, on. I, by Facebook. the way, I like that everybody got like here's here's what this character is. It's the fucking you know people. the spirit Here, gun. Here's the here's rose. the rose. And this motherfucker's just staring back at the camera because that's who he is. Yeah, like why not do the spirit sword? <laughs> Just, yeah. just to keep with the motif of the the poster. But I'm, I'm about to look it look it up here, the Yuhaga show. Um, let's see, here we got Oh hell yeah, someone did a Jujutsu Kaisen ending with Yuhaga Show's characters. Nice. That's kinda sick. Um, I wanna see who they cast as Botan. 
Yeah, um, here's Kazuma. Nice. I I like that they're all all Japanese. Well, yeah. Like that, I I understand some people are like, well, but yeah. So here here we got them. So apparently, the they are basing them more off of the manga than they are the anime. Because like there is a an older Japanese live action and there's the current one. So I'll have you look at that. That's the main four. The ones on the bottom are the Netflix. The ones on the top are, I guess, another thing. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Right, and my dental cleaning's on Thursday. Cool. Yeah, I like. there's no way you could have done Kuwabara in live action no. and made that pompadour look good. So I like the, the flow kind of look that he's going with. Well, like, case in point, that... That doesn't work. <laughs> no. Like, every other character kind of just works. But then you got, like... Yeah, I think that that just fits because because I mean he's he's meant to kind of be like a punk, you know, like bad boy aesthetic. And if you're gonna modernize that, yeah, it's gonna be crew cut, kind of yeah, swooped up Long and like on the top, short on the sides. I think it looks thing. I think it looks good for for what they're doing. Obviously, it's a good modernization of that character. I think they're all kind of good modernizations. I need to see it in action because it's one thing to see a poster. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. Like I just. <sighs> If one good thing comes out of this, more people watch the original anime. Definitely. And, and hope is it on Netflix? Uh, it's on Hulu. Last I checked. Hopefully, this just gets people to watch it. Cause like it's the same with Cowboy Bebop. I think Cowboy Bebop was like huge in net on Netflix after yeah, it, the failed. Uh, it was up in the top ten for a while after the the live action came out. Which so, I guess uh, if there's a silver lining, right? Yeah, definitely. it'll be that more people will watch the original. And I'm hoping that means that Shonen or somebody sees, like, oh, people like this. Let's do something. At least re-release, like, the fucking manga. Like, do a box set or some shit. Yeah, like, they, they've been doing it with Fruits Basket where they do the special editions where it's, like, two volumes in one with a new binding and they they're, add some art. They're doing, the, like, the Full Metal editions, which are all hardcover versions of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, and if they did that for you, Hakusho, I'd be fucking at the bookstore I mean, day one. shit, I'm buying all the, the Fist of the North Star uh, ones for that, which those, excuse me, those are really good. Fist of the North Star is actually really solid. I want to get the, uh, the Devil Man ones that they made. And the uh, Captain Harlock, I believe it was. I've been interested in reading that. Too. The Captain Harlock—that's that space pirate thing, right? Yeah. They did you have you been to Barnes and Noble lately? They they have like a big hardcover. I've, that's the one I'm yeah. talking about. They make ones of that uh, Devil Man, and I really want to see some Cyborg 009 ones, but I don't know if that's in the works or not. I'm I'm beyond like. I love like hardcover manga. I don't know what it is about it. Same. Like that shit just looks pristine. Nothing makes me feel more prestigious than walking around with a hardcover Junji Ito book. See, Junji Ito, I feel like was the ones that like, kind of first started it, really, because like I I saw hardcover Junji Itos. Obviously, you have uh, all of the JoJo books are hardcover. Yeah, that's true. And so, some of them do like the hardcover, like that really shitty like school library hardcover where there's no sleeves or anything. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, okay. Like that's what I always felt like the JoJo books were. Because like, even like the, because they're, they're not like a good like kind of matte finish. They're like the gloss finish. And I'm like, this looks bad. Reminds me of those copies of the Maximum Ride manga <clears throat> we used to check out at Hillsboro. Hell yeah, dog. That, what a, that book series is fucking weird. 
Yeah. Like I finished it and I'm like, what the fuck happened? The world <laughs> what did I ended. Just read? Yeah, like the world ended somewhere and then like it, I would love to see that done in a way, but like I don't know, man. It's just like what the fuck? That story was fucking whack. I bet somebody'll pick that up as a series at some point. Oh, I'd already tried to. And I think it was what produced by Jenna Marbles. What the fuck? Yep. I want to see Animorphs in a TV series, but done correctly. Not that Nickelodeon bullshit. I want them to keep the gore. I want them to keep the dark shit and not add any of that kitty. Oh, we're going to the mall. We're not going to show any gore. No cursing. I want to see. Have you read the Cirque de Freak novels? Uh, no, I have not, but I've been really wanting to because I fucking love that goddamn movie. <laughs> so, fun fact, I've never read the, the novels, but I read the manga adaption they had. I remember that. That was in my school library down at Millington, and I read all of them, and I'm like, man, this shit is hype. I wish this actually got a, an anime, but it, it never did. But it was cool. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I, uh... I've still always been morbidly curious about the Twilight manga adaptation. The what now? Yeah, that exists. Oh my gosh. Yep. We'll have to check that shit out. All right, BJ, it's been an hour in. Have you anything else you did this past week? <laughs> we got on so many fucking tangents. That's what we're good at. No. <laughs> cool. All right, my turn. An hour in, so I'll take an hour. Um, no, I've just kind of been... Uh, I've, I went all in on Judgment. I'm replaying that because I, I never really finished Lost Judgment. Mm-hmm. And even though I could have just started it, because it's like Yakuza games, you don't necessarily need to play the previous. Yeah. It's like, it's you know, you, you'd be better off playing it. Right. So I'm replaying Judgment. Forgot how great this game is. The side the side missions are fun. Um, the combat's really engaging and really interesting. And the story's fucking great. Like, already, I'm in Chapter 3, and I'm just like, fuck, I forgot how good this story was. I know, I need to play it. It, really it is. Bad. So, I will say, though, now that I'm, like, playing through it again, and I'm, like, memorizing a lot of stuff again, it is not as, like, Ace Attorney meets, you know, whatever. It is a crime, you know, courtroom drama. And you do go in courts, but you're a detective. So, mm-hmm. it's less of the courtroom, more of, I need to figure shit out myself. And so... What starts off is like, I'm just doing a case for the job. I'm like now figuring out, okay, well, what's going on? You know, like now, like now, uh, Takayuki Yagami, he want to call him Tak because that's what Kaito calls him, but I know everybody else calls him Yagami and I'm like, fuck, I, it, like my brain just, bleh. Yagami is like now personally invested where he's now not getting paid <laughs> and still mm-hmm. looking this shit up and I'm like, good. Um, and I, even, even if it's nothing like, uh, Ace Attorney. I love noir shit. You, yeah, you. From that point, you would like it. This is definitely the detective shit with a yakuza spin on it, where it's like it's heavily Japanese. Mm. Um, shout out to the English voice cast; they're phenomenal. Because I played the game Japanese the first time, because like I was like, oh, yakuza is always in Japanese, so I'll play in Japanese. Uh, I played this in English this time. Holy fuck, they're great. Greg Chun as as Yagami fucking nails it. That's good. Um, Kaito's great. I love every, every character. Like there's a uh, Hana Hamura, which is one of the more menacing villains we got. It's fucking terrifying. Cause he, he go like whenever he, like he's got that low gravelly voice that, that he sounds threatening and scary by just talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, let's go. 
Uh, the mini games are great. Uh, there's no karaoke, sadly, because uh, the the obviously the motion capture guy also does the voice in Japan. Yeah. Um, and he, I guess they couldn't let him do singing stuff because of contracts or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Club Segas are still there. You can still play a lot of arcade games. Um, you can go. There's drone racing, which is actually really fun. Um, there's a VR thingy, which I haven't done yet. And there's like just batting cages like normal. Uh, there's a lot to do, and it's like really fun. The this game is the first game in the Yakuza series to involve like a friendship uh, kind of meter thing, so you can make friends with the denizens of Pomerocho. You can also date, I think, four girls. Um, and just in general, the the it's a really well made game, and yet it looks be- beautiful. Like the Dragon Engine's great, mm-hmm. and I love in combat the fucking ragdolls. <laughs> Yeah, like holy fuck, and it it sometimes it sucks. I I got an I got an ability where it doesn't affect me now. There's a point where I kicked a dude so hard that he went through a convenience store window and broke their fucking door. And then when I went in to go get health packs, they said, "Get the fuck out! You broke my store." And I was like, <laughs> "Shit!" So now I have the ability where it's called like uh, pin the blame or whatever. So you can blame the other guys, and then no one no one like questions you. Nice. So you, well, you can literally beat the shit, literally heat action someone into the convenience store, burst everything in that store, and then still go to the cash and go, hey, can I get like a ramen bowl, please? I'd be like, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, bro, I got you. But, uh, God, it's so good. I, I definitely think you'd enjoy it. Oh, um, speaking of Yakuza voice actors, mm. uh, another person that gets a guest starring role in what we do in the shadows, Mark Hamill. Yes! <laughs> I want I want to get him to sign like a Goro Majima thing, and he'll be like, "What is this? I wasn't in this." Be like, uh, "You were," and ha- and have like a clip and be like, "See that?" <laughs> yeah, but um, no, this game's really good. I cannot wait to get to Lost Judgment because like I never finished that one. I played it, and I think we talked about it on this podcast. It is really fun, and you get to beat the shit out of high schoolers. Because now they're bullies, and I guess there's a distinction with Yakuza where it's like, if you're mean, equal rights, equal fights. Whereas, yeah. if you're just a normal high school student, oh, must we must protect. But the second you punch somebody, it's on. And I'm like, hell yeah, I get to whip the shit out of these high school kids down to beat them bloody pulp. And then tell their principal when they when they go, he beat the shit out of us, I go, no, they were bullying this kid. <laughs> so I can't wait to get back to that. Um, but yeah, game's great. Uh, I've I've played a little bit more Fortnite just here and there. I've gotten I think I got one thing off the Indiana Jones quest line. I've gotten uh, one of them as well, and then I'm at this one mission where you'd have to finish the, at the top five. Or you've already got that one. No, the the fucked up thing about the Indiana Jones missions is it'll give you two at a time, and then if you don't complete one, it stops your progress completely. Mm. So I'm at the one where it's like you have to deal so much damage while standing on top of a car. Uh, that one's the worst one. And no one like, I know has gotten that yet. Yeah, I and uh, I'm at like 450 damage because I'll specifically go and stand on top of a car for most of the match, waiting for someone to wander by, and hope that I can get enough damage. And I'm almost there, but I really want that Indiana Jones skin and not that new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> nah. Apparently, Chris Pratt was going to be Indiana Jones, and then Harrison Ford was nope. like, nah, if nope. it dies, it dies with me. <laughs> good good job. 
I think if anyone's gonna do it, I think actually Chris would work as Indiana. Like he at least fits the bill as opposed to Mario. But I like, want them to at least keep with the time, the shitty timeline that they've stuck to now, and put Shia LaBeouf in there. Like I think if you gave him the chance and you gave him the right script and direction, I think he could do it. I agree with you, but I also just don't want to go through that shit again. But if it was between him and Chris Pratt, I'll take Shia LaBeouf any fucking day. I don't know. I like Chris Pratt well enough. I think he's a good actor. It's just, I definitely don't like him in the Jurassic World movies. Chris Pratt's being overly done right now. Yeah, it, that's definitely for sure. Like, I would, if, I would want him to, like, take a full-ass break and then come back. I think then coming back with Indiana Jones would be like, oh, fuck yeah, Chris Pratt's back type shit. Yeah. But, like, yeah, he's overdone. Like, he's a great actor. Love him in Parks and Rec. Love him in uh, Guardians. But, like, yeah, there's definitely a point where it's like, all right, man, calm down. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same shit with Ryan Reynolds. Like, I love Ryan Reynolds, but there was a point where, like, I saw him in everything. Yeah, and it's to the point now where it's like Ryan Reynolds has been flanderized to be just the Ryan. one thing. He's just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, in every movie situation that he's in. I like that he's apparently not doing much acting right now. He's taking a break, and I think it's because... He's doing a lot of acting in these fucking Mint Mobile commercials. Goddamn. Well, that's because he owns the fucking company, apparently not. I, I know that. That makes sense to me, but I can't go one day without seeing a new Mint Mobile ad. I, I, I think he's going to take a break from like legit acting until Deadpool 3. Whenever that actually happens and starts filming, he'll be back in the saddle, do that, and then we'll see the resurgence of people loving him again. Hugh Jackman has to be in that movie. Somewhere. Not as Wolverine. But yeah, okay, yeah. No, that <laughs> just as Hugh Jackman. That would be that would be fucking hilarious. I'm excited for that because I because I guarantee you that'd be the movie that brings Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans back too, just so Deadpool could be like, I want to be with Captain Cap and Iron Man. Just for one scene. <laughs> I, I would love to see them bring in Hugh Jackman and make him a different hero. <laughs> like some completely... You know, and Deadpool's like fucking pissed about it. Yeah, like a D-list character that we've never seen. And he keeps calling him like Wolverine. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? And it's like, fuck! <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I love that. I'm, that that's probably the, the most pumped I am for a Marvel movie, honestly. I'm kind of burnt out on Marvel. Yeah, it, it it's really showing the cracks now because like... Uh, Endgame was the perfect ending and then everything after that besides like Spider-Man which was like the falling action of that whole arc and then Spider-Man is really the only thing that people are really looking forward to now Spider-Man's lore is strong enough to keep itself up in that universe well, Sp like, that's why it was always like alright here's the universe we have the DC universe we have X-Men and we have Spider-Man and we have Marvel Yeah, Spider-Man alone is enough to have his own comic run that doesn't coincide with the Avengers yeah and I think like if you if you introduce the X-Men into the MCU right now it would be back on the levels of hype that I was feeling back when the first arc was coming out or whatever because the X-Men and Spider-Man Spider-Man well they, there are Spider-Men now there are every character that you could ever think of has been a Spider-Man yep but um it, they, they could just hold up the universe by themselves but I also really want to see more Shang-Chi shit. Shang-Chi is what I'm here for right now. Did you see there's rumor that it's not going to be uh, Patrick Stewart, but John Esposito might be Professor X. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's your reaction. Like, okay. Look and? at me, Cyclops. Look at me. <laughs> I want, I'd actually, cause, and maybe it's just because I love seeing him as a villain. He'd be a great Magneto. That would be cool to see. 
But maybe he's just like, I want to be the good guy for once, you know? Yeah. Because he's really good at villain. He, he's got the villain Laurel down pat. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm kind of burnt out of the MCU. Yeah, same. But, uh, I've also, so I haven't really been playing much else, but I've been reading Solo Leveling. Mm-hmm. For those who know what it is, it's Korean webtoon that, like, went ape shit. Like, people love the fuck out of it. And it's now getting an anime adaption coming to Crunchyroll. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to read it. So I started reading the novel. And then I was like, fuck, I don't have time to read. <laughs> so I started reading the, the webcomic, which I then pay Because there's so many fucking chapters and it's one of those apps you have to, like, pay money to each chapter or whatever. Uh-huh. I just said, fuck it. I got paid and I spent, I want to say it was 50 bucks. Jesus Christ. To have all of it unlocked. And I still have some, like, coins left over for something else if I want to start reading something else. So I was like, all right. So, re- so realistically, it's like, all right, that was probably worth about $40. I'm sure you'll start spending those when the Zatanna one starts coming out. Well, see, no, this is a different uh, app. It's not a webtoon. Oh, shit. It's on one called Taptoon or whatever the fuck. Fuck. But that one is, uh, yeah, no, Soul Leveling is really cool. So I have talked about, I think on this podcast before, I know I've talked about it to a lot of friends, I hate power fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think it's boring and cliche and like there's, it's just dumb, especially in anime. It all just stems from here's this generic ass looking main character who's super edgy and, and is like such a badass. Every single female he talks to falls in love with him and he never loses. Mm-hmm. That's just boring to me. Like, I think that is legitimately not fun. The only time before Soul Leveling that I've enjoyed that is One Punch Man because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because it, it's meant to be a flip on the shonen genre and kind of right. like whatever. It's a, it's a parody of all these things. Yeah. And so then I, I jumped to Soul Leveling and already from the get-go, it's like, it starts off very similar with, with a lot of these where the main character, if the main character isn't like super OP at first, he's super weak at first. And you're like, okay, cool. So we, we get through that, and he unlocks the ability to level up, which is why the, it's called solo leveling. Um, he then, just like a lot of MMO junkies, grinds, mm-hmm. which is where he gets super powerful. The difference here is that we see that grind. It's like case in point. Like If you've ever watched Sword Art Online, Kirito is this... It, just, it has time skips of like six months to a year at a time through the most interesting part of the story. Well, it's like every time Kirito is a badass, I'm like, okay, cool. Anytime our main character, Sung Jin Woo is a badass. I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I remember when he got that ability and like thought about how to use it in battle. Like every time, like it's really interesting. A lot of the, the, the tension comes from him like pushing himself to get better. So a lot of times, like, and that's one thing I like is that he's not super overpowered. Like he is, but when he's training, he gets his ass beat. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I was at the part where he's he's fighting Igris the Red Knight, which was in like a dungeon or whatever, and Igris is bodying this motherfucker, like yanks him, throws him around, like he's about to stab him. He has, to, and he literally was like, I would have, I almost died, and the only reason I won is because I got lucky. And I'm like, already, I like this character more because he's not this super overpowered badass. He is when he talks to other people. When he's by himself, which is where, you know, your true nature kind of shows up, mm-hmm. he's like, fuck. Holy shit, this is hard. Yep. And I'm like, that endears me to him more. 
And so I get to see the the work he puts in. So when he is a badass and a super overpowered, just giga chad of a character, I'm like, fuck yeah, he deserves that. Hell yeah. So already that's cool. It helps that the art is fucking great too. So like a lot of webtoons, this is full color. And like the art, like the fight scene art is like, holy fuck. Like this, I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I am, but I'm like, fuck, this is really good. Like, solo leveling has hooked me in, where I'm like, I'm all in. To the point where I've now bought the light novel series. So I'm now buying yeah, the I manga. I'm buying the manga, and I'm buying the novels. So I'm going to start... I've been now reading them to and fro, which there's slight differences. Mm-hmm. It's very small differences, um, but it's like, the storyline is the same. Meeting the same characters, going through the same things. Apparently, the ending is different. So the ending of the light novel is different than the ending of the, of the manhwa. Interesting. So when I get there, I can talk about that. But that anime is coming next year. I'm I'm hyped for it. However, it's not been confirmed at least by like any like official sources. Like Crunchyroll hasn't said anything or anything. Mm-hmm. But apparently, A1 Pictures, the ones who are doing it, are adapting the Japanese version of the light novel, which means that he's not Sung Jin Woo. He's like Shuho Misuzi, whatever the fuck his name was. They picked. And he and the anime is apparently going to follow the like the and like the art style of the web novel or the web comic, mm-hmm. but it, again, this is all rumors. I don't think there's been an official confirmation. The reason they're doing this is because of Japan and Korea's like pretty animal like animosity to each other, and because in the in the manga, there's a point where Japan is technically a villain, <laughs> and it's like and I, I guarantee you they read that and went mm, nah. Not today. So right now, it seems, and there's no official confirmation, is that they're going to change the story to be set in Tokyo with Japanese people instead of set in Seoul, Korea with Korean people. So it's like whitewashing. I don't think I like that. It's like whitewashing, but without the white people. Ramen washing. (laughs) I feel like that's a little racist. Ramen pills. (laughs) Do you want the... What's a Korean food? Fucking, uh, I don't know, cereal. <laughs> they got those cereal restaurants and shit. I guess, sure. No, I don't know. It it, it definitely is like, eh. But considering that the trailer for on Crunchyroll is still saying like his name is Sung Jin Woo, I'm hoping that the because it's supposed to apparently simulcast to Korea, Japan, and the U.S. So I'm hoping that that just means the Japanese version of the anime. Is going to be, like, changed. Yeah. And then for the West audience in Korea, it's going to be the normal shit. That's what I'd hope for. Because my thing is, and then if they do the, which is, like, the Jingu Island arc, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, that's the one where Japan is, like, bad. Or, an, or no, is it the arc? Point is, Japan is, like, a central point of that. Like, there's a, you can't change their, like, you can't change much. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to have Japan be the villain, that arc's not going to work. So I, so I wonder if for Japan, they're just going to make a random place. Just like a fictional island. Yeah, a fictional place to be the villain for it. But I'm hoping they keep everything else the same for the Korean and the um, English ones. Because I've, people need to see this. Like, this, this shit is the definition of hype. Like, it, it's got that same hype feeling as Dr. Stone, where it just keeps building, 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 building. It doesn't fucking stop. Mm-hmm. It's that. But it gives you little rest breaks of his training montages. So when then it, when it comes to the hype ass, like, oh, fuck, he's going to go off. It's great. So I cannot wait to see it animated. Yeah, I'll probably watch that one when it comes out. 
I'd be down to watch it with you guys, like you and Matt, because like I really like this story. I've been like vibing with it hard. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, I've read a couple more. I started reading Tower of God, um, which has an anime adaption, but I, I don't know like the general consensus of it yet. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's Crunchyroll. It was one of those when Crunchyroll was doing Crunchyroll originals. Oh yeah. And it was because they just got the rights to some webtoons, <laughs> like God of High School and Tower of God. And uh, God of High School is interesting because they tried to fit like 100 plus chapters into 12 episodes. Not going to work out. Well, it, it especially doesn't work out because as of, I think, let me see here. As of like, um, let's see. Yeah, as of July 14th this year, there are currently 549 chapters of God of High School. Jesus. So yeah, 12 episodes ain't enough. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So that's that's just constantly going. So I might I don't know if I'm gonna read that one. That one's starting to hit one piece territory for me where I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I mean that's it's currently in bleach territory heading for one piece territory. Well, yes and no, because like to me, like ironically, like people are saying I I've seen it where the big three of the webtoon manga world is Tower of God, God of High School, Solo. At least that's what I've seen, because those seem to be like the most successful of the of that genre considering that they're also I think the first ones that are getting full anime adaptions whether they're successful anime adaptions is you know yeah I don't know about Tower of God I think people that had less problems I just heard a lot of bad about God of High School except that it was animated by Mappa and the fight scenes were, were stellar what the fuck yeah so that's all that's the only good I heard about that but the story was whatever but um I want an American company to get Clinic of Horrors because that shit it's just so good if you haven't read that one I highly suggest is it is that on Webtoon? yeah okay I'll and have to check it out the whole thing is free right now because they're taking a break okay but uh it's just nice little episodic adventures in this like semi-horror city with comedy and I think it would work really well as like a a ten minute a pop series there's a ton of ones out Oh shit! Four four episodes out. I'll have to look into that one soon. Zatanna and the Ripper, which I'm I'm all hyped for. Apparently in August we also get the Red Hood and the Outlaws one, which I'm like really hyped. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, but uh, there's another one that I I was reading. Uh, this one's called if I can find it. No motherfucker, what I what I subscribe to. Um, this one's called Ordeal. Look, motherfucker, at this artwork. You find a panel. Like, look at this shit. Damn. This this story is so fucking cool. And what makes it cooler is, I believe, it's written it's written in like kind of predominantly black. Like, so the the main character's name is Che. It's like it's got that super shonen power fantasy, but like kind of scroll through, you see like there's a lot more melanin to the characters than that's always good to see. Than like most, and I'm like hell yeah! Like if Webtoon is gonna be like super down with a lot of shit, I'm I'm glad to see that they're like hey, here's a pretty much predominantly black action shonen, which it's fucking cool. I highly recommend. It. It's called Ordeal on Webtoon. Shit is hype. So yeah, definitely give that one a a, a gander. Uh, we've also got this one. I haven't read it yet, but <laughs> Growing Up Gerudo. I think I showed you, told you about that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, which is if Ganondorf adopted Link. 
which is kind of fucking funny to me. But yeah, so um, yeah, these are these are really cool, and uh, it's pretty much all I've been doing. Just mainly reading, reading solo leveling has been taking up most of my time because like I'm doing that in, like in between playing Judgment. Like I'll be reading solo leveling at work, and I'm like, fuck, this is really good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, we're an hour twenty in, uh, which is a podcast. <laughs> well. There's a couple things we wanted to get to talk about. Uh, one of which is Yakuza 8 has possibly been shown off, kind of, slightly in the background. Yeah. There was a YouTube video, and it's like, cool. Um, uh, oh, shit. Hold on. Uh, there's appar- apparently Marvel's Avenger data mine leaked out the summer skins for some of these characters. For Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm I'm loading the thing is yeah, uh, here's Black Widow. <laughs> that looks fucking garbage. Yep. On the other hand, have you seen the leaked multiverses skins? Yeah, they're fucking hype. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was so dude Bruce Lee Shaggy. I'm in. Yeah. Oh my god. Bruce Lee Shaggy. I'm. They haven't done it yet, but I'm fully expecting them to do the. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of dig with the Iron Man one. That one fits. Yeah. That's just that's just shitty enough that Tony would wear it. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, yeah, multiverse skins are, are dope as fuck. They're doing uh, Fern for Finn, the alien version of Jake, uh, animated series Batman. They got to do that one. Well, Batman that one's Ninja. like, that one's like, dude, the Batman Ninja one was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. They're doing um, a couple different Harley Quinns, one based on the movie, obviously. One based you, on, I think, her animated show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn, I feel like it's easy. There's just so many variants in the comics. You just, all right, that one, that one, that one, that one. And you don't got to change too much. No. Uh, I'm waiting for them to announce the latex suit from Scooby-Doo 2 for Velma. Oh, my gosh. Do you think they will? I, they fucking better. <laughs> uh, has Wonder Woman skins shown off? Uh, they did a couple... Because um, I, based on the, the 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 gameplay I've seen, I think Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil, and like I don't know, like Sh- uh, Sh- uh, Shaggy are like the three I want to kind of play as. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how everybody plays uh, Wonder Woman. The two that we've seen, I think, are just Diana of Themyscira and Nubia. Oh, really? Is it up there? It's just there? a uh, list of leaked ones that's cool for Nubia being a skin that's actually really sick yeah. I hope she gets voiced differently and it's not just Diana voice lines yeah but, I hope so but even still that's really cool uh this one's big for us uh Sonic Frontiers might have a release date of November 8th <laughs> which right. means it's set up to fucking die by God of War <laughs> I I mean I'm not gonna buy God of War <laughs> But I I'm, will buy two copies of Sonic Frontiers. Look, I'm going to be completely honest with you, BJ, right now. You'll be the only one playing Sonic Frontiers if that's the case, because I am going to buy God of Wars over anything. Well, they clearly don't have much faith in God of War, because they haven't said a fucking thing about it, they haven't showed a shred of gameplay. I'm not even sure what the title of that fucking game is right now. Ragnarok. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad they showed that. Well, that was shown off way way back when they announced that it was a thing, and then nothing else. Surprise! It comes out this year. I it's based on what Corey Barlog and his team have said is they're pulling the same thing that like Final Fantasy 16 is doing, which is 
we're not showing shit until we think it's ready to be shown. But at this point, it's like it's gonna be a trailer, and then it's like, all right, it shadow drops today, I, motherfucker. I, I think they're gonna do a, a specific state of play for it, where it's gonna be like the, like they did with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, where it's like, here's the game, and it's gonna be like, oh fuck, this game looks really good. It's like, here's the release date, and they're like, oh cool, I'm gonna go pre-order right now. They're gonna do the same thing there. They've done it with a lot of their shit, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two. Where we get release dates, but then we get like the deep dive presentation. Yeah, I think it, it'll happen. That I'm definitely gonna. That'll be the game that I like try out more. I will get Sonic Frontiers if it's especially if it's good. But I was kind of planning on waiting for release anyway, because I'm like, ah, forces burnt me out pretty hard. And even yeah. their Origins collection was like, Ugh. yeah, the Origins collection I still haven't bought. I'm waiting for a big sale on that. Yeah. So I think Frontiers would be the same thing for me, where I'm like. Eh. So we'll we'll see. Um, Advance Wars might probably be releasing February twenty fourth of next year. It's been too long, man. I just wanted to come out. Already. I wonder what's taking so long. What if have they found like just bug upon bug upon bug? Or like what's going on? Apparently, the initial delay was them delaying it because of the Ukraine crisis. And okay. They, they didn't want to have a a, a, a tactical such a, war game. Yeah, yeah. Which nobody else considered, but good on them. Um, and then I'm sure in that time they were working on improving the game and they probably added something that's taken this much longer for them to implement. Mm. So I'm interested to see what that might be, but it just sucks. Uh, apparently God of War was supposed to come out, uh, on 11, 11, the same as Starfield's release date to be dicks, mm-hmm. but apparently got pushed up two days or whatever just to be like, all right, it makes more sense to release it here. Yeah. But, that, but Sony was falling like, oh, Starfield's not here yet? Oh, okay. I guess we'll just drop God of War. I guess we'll just drop this game that nobody's seen a fucking shred of <laughs> two days before. Mm-hmm. You really are not too hype about this thing, are you? I don't give a fuck about God of War. Fair. God of War could come out and nobody would buy it and I wouldn't care. That's fair. Or God of War could come out and everybody else but me would buy it and I still wouldn't care. That's fair. Fuck God of War. I disagree, but sure. <laughs> Go off, King. <laughs> uh, just trying to look at some other news. There was things we did want to want to talk about. Oh, uh, fucking Skate being a free-to-play microtransaction game is shitty. Yeah, but what else did we expect at this point? I mean, I was kind of, you know, whatever, fuck it. I did, wasn't hoping for shit. Yeah. No, yeah, that sucks. I, I just, man, EA just needs to shut the fuck up and stop. Like, I get it. They're just trying to find their their Fortnite. Yeah. Which to me is Apex. Like, that shit's going ha- off hard. Yeah. People love Apex Legends. But like, I don't know, they just, they need another one. They gotta keep getting money. Now they need their fall guys, I guess. My thing is with it is like as as long as it's cosmetic only, I won't give a shit because I'm not gonna care that much. Yeah, it's like as long as the gameplay and everything else is. But like, as soon as they start charging you for extra skate parks, and that's things where like I'm like, that. ah, fuck. Yeah, because and what's gonna make it worse is that that's gonna be like, oh, you it, those are also required mm-hmm. to like level up shit or do whatever else they add to the game. And it's like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give Skate a chance just because I like Skate Three so much, and I just want a modern Skate game. But yeah, it's gonna be like the second they do anything, I'm like, I'm done. I'm dipping out. I wouldn't be surprised if they do battle passes and shit. Or that wouldn't surprise me at all. Like a Skate Pass, and it's like here's you get new decks, new costumes, new whatever. 
new skaters. You're, I, w- I wouldn't, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, it's free to play, like, Rob Dudek's at the end of the first one. Yeah. Shit like that. And, like, I think that'd be kind of I'd probably have to grind that out. <laughs> I would, I would, Rob. yeah, I would get Rob Dyrdek. I'm going to be honest with you. The, but it also just depends on how the monetization is. They add uh, Bam Margera with two different styles. One in his, his prime. One is from one is a one where he's a fat addict. alcoholic cunt. Yep. I I could see them doing something big for like a jackass thing just because all the jackass people kind of had skate. Yeah, they, they, it was all pretty much just yeah. skaters. I would love to see like a like a Ryan Dunn kind of memorial thing. That would be pretty dope. But at the same time, like I don't want to I don't want EA to fuck it up somehow. Yeah. Pay $20 for the R.I.P. Ryan Dunn pack. <laughs> oh my gosh. The R.I.P. Ryan Dunn pack. Fuck off. That makes me... Ugh. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, anything else you want to kind of get to? Like, any other news stories you saw? Uh, not really. The biggest one that I wanted to mention was the Metroid thing, because it really interested me and scratched my monkey brain. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for that. Bayonetta three, super hyped for. Uh, yeah, we're po- we're getting very close to live alive. That's fuck coming yeah, out, dude. I keep forgetting that's about this that. week. Holy fuck! I keep forgetting that game is a thing. Yeah, that's Friday. Hell yeah! All right, cool. Friday, I know I'm doing my break. I'm stopping my GameStop, picking up my copy of Live Alive. Hell yeah! And then a week after that is Xenoblade. No, I might I might wait on Live Alive because that's that's 120 bucks that I'm gonna be spending. Yeah, I got rent due, and they're both a shitload of hours. So I'm I'm probably I I kind of wish I didn't start Judgment now because my brain is now just hardwired into beat 'em up. That when Xenoblade drops, I'm gonna not play it because it's not beat 'em up. My thing is right now I'm just playing like short platinum games and like indies because I'm like I know as soon as Xenoblade comes out I'm gonna drop everything else. I'm I'm in, I'm gonna try to do the dual play thing of like playing two games at once, but if it's anything like, cause my brain is weird where like I'm super into something for what for now and then it switches. So if if I'm like if if when Xenoblade comes out I'm still into beat 'em ups, I'm gonna try them both. And then it's like all right, I'm just gonna stick to Judgment for a bit. Yeah, we'll see though, cause I I do want to play Xenoblade three. It looks really fun. You're definitely gonna beat it before I am. Oh I don't know. Now you've got a full time job, so who knows. Well, that's true, but... Can, can you play your Switch on at work or no? Depends on which manager's there. Fair. But after five, none of them are there anyway, and me and John just sit in the back and talk about Danganronpa, so... Fuck yeah. yeah. I, might, I might actually give those games another shot at some point this year since they're on Game Pass, but I just, the visual novel thing just turns me off too much. Yeah, I feel that. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we might have some more episodes of Matt more often. Yeah, uh, Matt got a new mic, and we might try to do some shit over Discord. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that works. Um, but yeah, uh, thank thanks everybody for listening. Go follow us at uh, SideQuest underscore Podcast on Instagram. Um, and as always, take it sleazy.